listening to the OK's Fisher Podcast, part of the OK's Podcast Network, featuring your hosts, Matt Strine and Greg Tubbs. Hey there, welcome back to the Bomb Shelter, also known as The Basement, where we're coming at you kind of live, right? Not really. Well, we're live we're right live now. Right now. But, uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're going to shoot the bull because we, uh, we haven't been out fishing. We're an, on a shoulder season much sooner than, than usual, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, it's been a whirlwind. There's still ice to be found. But you got to search for it. Yeah, you're uh, you're putting some miles on. You know, if you're going to leave southeastern Wisconsin to find find it, uh, you're going to be driving a few hours. And even then, that ice up north is really not great there either. No, there's some good spots, but there's some open water up north. I got reports of Pelican Lake this weekend being good on what would it be the south shore, but the middle of the lake was wide open. Yeah. And my lake has a uh, an iceberg on it that's floating back and forth between between the shores, east and west side. So, so if you can get on that, you're good, right? If you feel like taking a little wind drift trip, yeah, with your kayak, let, let the sea take you where it's going to take you. Yeah, something like that. Um, or you could be like our friend Adam and drive all the way up to Manitoba for a couple of weeks to go chase down some big lakers. Yeah. Uh, wonder how he's doing up there. Um, I think he's on day 10 of his trip. Wow. And from what I've seen and heard, he's caught some few or caught a few lakers. Uh, tiger trout, I think, was caught and no jumbos from what I heard. But okay. Hopefully we'll have him on when he gets back and he can tell us about his adventures. Yeah. And a tiger trout, that's kind of an interesting critter, isn't it? That's laker and a brook trout? Laker right? and brook trout. That is correct. So the, what is, uh, What's a splake then? That is a... Brown trout and a laker? No. Actually, or was I, think, I wrong? I think you were wrong. I think, uh, I think a... A tiger trout might be a, you know what? I don't want to come off sounding stupider than what we already do. <laughs> it's think, a trout that bred with a tiger. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yep, that's you can't sound any smarter than that. What about a liker? <laughs> it's a mythical it's a creature. Mythical creature. <laughs> uh, so I don't know about you. I got the open water Jones going big time. Um, Seeing some guys out, uh, had a, an old buddy, he was out with another another friend. They were out uh, on the river locally here, it looked like, and they got into some quality fish, not quantity of fish, which I don't mind. No, I don't mind those days. If I'm only going to catch two or three fish, I'd be okay if they were the right fish. And all of them went back in the drink to swim another day. One was a nice female walleye, the way it looked. Very nice. Fish in, in the 20 some inch range. So that's a fish that's nice to see go back full of eggs. That's a, that's a breeder fish, especially in the systems around here. And I did hear rumblings of them changing size limits and numbers on certain bodies of water in Wisconsin too, starting in April. Yeah. Uh, it looks like 
I don't know if that was Madison Chain or not because the DNR booth. Let me back up a little bit. I did go to the Wisconsin Fishing Expo in Madison on Friday, right after work for a very short amount of time to go catch a seminar. And I just happened to walk past the, the booth. Some of the Madison Chain Lakes for panfish are going to go to ten a 10-fish limit, which I think is great. I agree. Especially when you catch fish that are that big, there is no reason to take 25 fish that big out of a system like that. Disagree Correct. all you want. That's just my feeling. I like to have fish there for a while, for a couple of years. And we know that a lot of those lakes, some of them are on, on, on a downhill slide with certain species of fish, like perch. Perch Last year, the perch were not great in a few of those lakes. With the change in limit, that might help even the score a little bit so we don't have these big, big swings in population. People going out and cleaning them out the way they do and i thought i heard the wisconsin river was changing the three walleye limit and some size regulation changes on that also i think we're gonna see i understood it as a, a, quite a few bodies of water in southern wisconsin are going to be going to a three walleye limit like we know the rock and crawfish went to a three walleye limit or at least below jefferson dam it did um there are a lot of lakes in Waukesha County and Washington County and a handful of other areas are down to three fish and they have to be 18 inches or bigger. What happens this year, I'm not sure what the size limit. That might be the, the standard is 18 inches or, or bigger. You're allowed three fish. And honestly, three walleyes, heck, even if you catch two walleyes that are 18 inches or bigger, that's four meals unless you're real a real glutton, you know. That's that's a lot of food. I mean, my wife and I can eat eat one fillet comfortably and and be satisfied. So one fish is two meals when you're talking at eighteen to twenty. I I agree. Well, you did say you're at the expo. I know you're only there for a short time. What'd you do while you were there? <laughs> yeah, so anyway. ADD, <laughs> the ADD kicked in. Uh, squirrel, squirrel, <laughs> fish, tip up, tip up. Um, I I got to go see a panfish seminar. Um, Brian Zuki put that on, and actually we got him for a guest, which will happen here in a few weeks. He'll be on. Um, that'll be pretty awesome. You got to daydream about boats a little bit, right? You go there, you see all the brand new boats. <laughs> a uh, a Ranger six twenty just happened to you know whistle at me as I walked by. I looked at it and said, "Yeah, you know, I, I can't, I can't do it." You know, one, it's way out of my pay pay grade. I just can't <laughs> afford something like that. <laughs> what 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 would the payments be? Five. 600 bucks for a year a month for 20 years or something like that it'd just be ludicrous to spend that kind of money <laughs> and then i looked at an alumacraft that was really nice 
uh, a trophy uh, 205, and that would be like the ideal boat for us to be able to go hit the big lake, to go out to Erie and walleye fish, to go hit the Mississippi and fish, to hit all my inland lakes here close by, uh, to go walleye fish, pan fish. It would be a great machine for that. So Still. when are you taking delivery? No. <laughs> <laughs> you and I are going to have to go out and like fish some tournaments and really have to do something in order to even come close to being on their radar to do that. This is true. You know, this is true. <laughs> but yeah, it's a dream, right? It, oh yeah. It doesn't cost money to dream. It sure is nice to look and, and see those shiny new boats with beautiful new uh, outboards hanging off of them and, you just kind of start mapping out where, where the downriggers go and where the rod trees go and what kind of electronics you want to put on it and all that fun stuff. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. They had a couple of nice shows. I was at the Muskie Expo the week before, and, uh, yeah, they got some real nice big fiberglass tiller boats there. And Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, going to the shows was probably a mistake because mm-hmm. I'm a – if you don't know already, diehard musky guy. Yeah. And I was a kid in a candy store. I think we went the end of day three or the last day yep. for a certain reason because it closes at two and we got there at 11. <laughs> just enough time. Yep. Otherwise, I'd be um, working the rest of my life just buying musky lures just to pay off what I would have bought. But All those baits and no boat to put them in. Exactly. <laughs> i got friends <laughs> yes you do speaking of which we gotta start tearing into my old aluminum can pretty soon here uh, i'm down i said i'd come up and be a supervisor anytime greg this is true this is true <laughs> it'll, uh it'll probably end up with a new new name and sponsor on it when we're all done yeah. <laughs> well, that'd be pretty cool <laughs> look like a bush light can <laughs> it already kind of does look like a bush light it can. Does. It's like the old school ones from or, 10, 15 years ago. Or natural light. Yep. Old natty ice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so what are you cleaning reels for? You got some trip planned? Yeah, gee. Wink, wink. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's coming. Uh, in a matter of about four weeks, we will be venturing down to the happy fishing grounds of the Gulf of Mexico. Yeah. Florida again? Florida again. Almost the same spot, same general area, just a different place to stay, but um, I'll be on the Gulf. There'll be plenty of uh, pompano, whiting, maybe a chance at some redfish, some other cool things, sharks, whatnot. But I'm looking forward to it after not getting out at all to ice fish. <laughs> It'll be nice to uh, go out and look at blue water and uh, get some sunshine and some sunburn and hopefully bring home some more dinner fish. Do you? Uh, did you get your shark license yet? I did not. That's one thing I got to do is jump on FWC's website and take that little course. It doesn't take much. It'll be a review from last year. And what was funny to me is so I went to the bait shop to buy my fishing license because you can't buy it online. They want you to buy it in person at a local shop, which I'm perfectly fine with. Kind of so, neat, yeah. So I, I said, hey, you know, I took the shark course. 
do I need to get anything else? No, you don't even have to deal with that. Just all you need is your fishing license. And I just kind of thought it was weird. It's like you guys aren't promoting that. FWC is, but the bait shops are not. That is strange. Yeah. So it's like you hear one thing, but then nothing gets reinforced. I would imagine if you were to beach, you know, something substantial, then they'd be checking into it if you took a course or whatever. But it costs nothing to do. You know, it's and if nothing else, it's great to know what you should have on the beach for tools, for a safe, uh, a safe release of the shark, and you know the fact that you can't take wa- sharks out of water. If you don't know what it is, you leave it in the water. You release it in the water. You get your picture with it, with it in the water. If it's flopping around, you just get it out there and get it gone so it can survive. So there's not a separate paper license. You just have to show not. whoever comes up and checks you. Hey, I passed the course. Yep. Is that for residents too? Do they have to do that every year? Uh, there were some rules. I'd have to look at the rules again, but it's look. It looked like uh, they were strongly suggested to take the course, whether they do or not. <laughs> eh, don't know. <laughs> but being from not in the area. And it costs nothing to take other than, oh, it's, I don't it's, know, it's, it's, a half, it's a half hour of time. Just spend the time. And I learned some things, you know. I learned that there's quite a few different varieties of shark, or, you know, quite, quite a few species of shark. And they can be very difficult to identify which shark they are. Lemon sharks are pretty easy to understand because those are, those are further off the beach. You're usually not going to catch lemon sharks right in the surf. There's bonnet head sharks. There's hammerheads that will swim through on occasion. There's dusky sharks. I don't know what a dusky looks like. I mean, there's there's some telltale signs of the fins and how they're shaped. But when you're kind of panicking in the moment to try and get this fish landed and then back out to the, you know back out into the ocean where it can live and breathe again, you don't know what it is. It's a shark, and I'm not keeping anything big anyway. Um, the smaller ones. The, the little black tips, the uh, uh, bonnet heads. Bonnet heads look like a baby uh, hammerhead. Hmm. And they're pretty cool looking little shark, and they only get so big. They only get, you know, three, four feet long. And that's full grown. Um, black tips can get bigger, and they're usually uh, they're pretty wily. They jump, they twist, they do all sorts of cool acrobatic stuff, kind of like a muskie does. But even, mm-hmm. but even more angry. <laughs> yeah, and could potentially eat you. <laughs> yes, at least take a, take a nice little bite, a little sample taste, for sure. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, it's it's fun, and that's one of the cool things about it is you never know what you might catch. I mean, you could be intending on catching redfish or black drum or whatever, and you end up catching some big sharks. It's just the way it is. I like it. It's yeah. way different than fishing down here. Oh, yeah, it is. Or up here, I guess. Up, up, up here. Up here in the great white north. <laughs> well, not this year. The no. great warm north. The great here. warm north. The great brown north. Yeah. It's looking pretty brown. Yeah, reminds me of, like, Nebraska in the fall. Well, it's not much different than Texas right now, let me tell you. <laughs> no. We got more. Mud. We got more mud than they do, maybe, though. Yeah. 
Was that the same thing down there a couple of weeks ago when you were down there? Yeah, it was just everything was brown. Hmm. I mean, there was a little bit of green because they did have some rain a few weeks before, but everything is still brown. Nothing has woke up yet, at least a few weeks ago. But that'll change. Oh, yeah. It always does. Snow will always melt. Ice will always come back. Yeah, we are definitely behind on rainfall totals snow we're we're low on precipitation my lake's going to be low again this year the way it sounds even lakes up north are really low yeah stark contrast from what three years ago when yeah. everything was flooded yeah we're just um, not getting we're not getting the moisture we need what are your thoughts on how this poor ice season has been for fishing in the coming year you think it'll change it any? You think it'll be better, worse? Um, I my prediction is because we only had basically two weeks around here. We'll say in the you know the, the southeastern quarter of the state, and maybe we can probably lump in everything west of here too, all the way to the Mississippi, because even there they didn't have great ice. I think what we're going to see is. Yeah, we only had a few weeks, and the pressure wasn't very high, as high as it normally would be. But as soon as all this snow and ice and everything goes away, as soon as the ice is off of things, it's going to be like opening the floodgates. I think there's going to be a lot of people that have been chomping at the bit to go fishing, and all of a sudden they'll be out there. Whether or not they'll be catching, that's a different story, you know. We get a all of a sudden a slug of cold weather again, which is very likely. You know, it's Wisconsin. It's Wisconsin. Yeah. We get two days of really nice weather, and then it drops in the crapper highs in the twenties, and then fifties come back two days later. That's what we're going to be experiencing this week. Yeah, what seventies and thunderstorms tomorrow, and then Wednesday morning twenty and snow, yeah. and then fifties by the weekend again. Yeah. So, well, we're getting our moisture. It's just half an inch at a time, half inch of snow at a time, it's not going to be a lot. Yeah, and it's all gradually instead of the big melt-off in spring. Yeah. I wonder if that'll affect, like, tributaries for the trout spawn and anything like that. It could, but then again, you know, it might make the water low but clear, right, because you're not getting that runoff. You're not getting a big deluge of, of like, a spring rain. So the fishing might be good. Or it might be tough. I don't know. I mean, you got more experience with fish and trout and the rivers and tributaries around than I do. I mean, what's been your experience? I mean, obviously, you don't want a big gully wash of rain to go and flood out the rivers, blow them out, and make a chalk of milk. Yeah, I mean, I guess I've never had a season like this. So my thought process on it is after that first big cold snap, there's probably some spawners starting to come up already, and I haven't been out yet. So I don't, I can't accurately tell you, but I think with uh, long lulls of no rain, I think it'll be a longer migration. Sure. Just because, you know, there's not one big event to trigger it, but I'm no expert. Well, and I, you're onto something there though, too, because even with salmon in the fall, like that first good rain we get in September, then it's like, a everybody's there, right? They're, they're in the harbors, they're, they're they're right at the mouth of the river and they're going to start swimming up. They can smell it. That, that rainwater, you know, flushes that scent into the, into the tributaries and 
it's like a trigger for them. Like, oh, it's time to go. Yep. And you know that that yeah. I I don't know. I'm not an expert, but I think it's going to be a. I think for that, it's going to be a pretty solid year. I think it's going to. It might end sooner, but it started earlier. Sure. Especially if these temps stay warmer like they are. I mean, they're some days are not hot, hot, but they're above average, which, sure. yeah, I think it'll be a shorter end. Or it'll end quicker, but it, it's probably been going on since, what, second week of February? Yeah. Probably. Probably. Because it really, you know, we yeah, that's when we got warm weather. Like, I was in Texas second week of February. It was warm down there, nice and warm, and it was nice and warm up here, and then came home and... Most of the snow piles were gone. So, yep, no ice on the rivers. Then everything's opened up, yeah. and I think it's just game on. Mm-hmm. Well, and the walleye spawn's no different. Like we're getting, we're getting these ups and downs with the temperature change, but you get three or four nice sunny days, and then the walleye start chewing and moving pretty good. And all of a sudden, we'll get this cold, and it'll shut them right down for a few days, and then they get moving again. But I think we're going to see a spawn probably. I don't know. It might be uh, middle to end of March. They'll be they'll be spawning if this kind of weather continues. Yeah, I think there's a potential that every spawning fish will be bumped up this year if the weather stays on trend. Yeah, muskies especially. I've never fished an opener where the muskies haven't still been spawning. Okay, but because uh, they spawn, I'm not. I don't know exact what temperature, but it's usually that first week, second week of May, in the southern half, and then like Father's Day weekend for the northern half. So I wonder if that weather, warm weather, keeps up. If it's gonna, that'll all kick off early too. We're gonna find out. Because even uh, even where I'm going, like it can be hit or miss. And last year was a hit. This year, I think, will be a little better because their warming trends have kind of moved up and progressed a little bit like ours have. Guys are catching, you know, all sorts of fun stuff from the beach down there already. So, What's the, what's that fish you normally target? Is that pompano? Pompano, just because it tastes so good. And they don't fight too bad, especially if you're using, you know, anything from a 2,500 to a 4,000 series reel, spinning reel. They fight really good on that. And you know you can just use a, a anything from a seven and a half to a nine foot steelhead rod, catching you know fish right in the first trough off the beach. Are they? Are you catching them this time of year because they're spawning, or are they coming in shallow for a no. reason? Or nope, they're coming in because of warm water and feeding. They're definitely not spawning. Uh, they usually start spawning, I believe, in June. Okay, pompano do. Um, so they're just following the warm water in. They're just following the warm water and the food. Where, where there's warmth, there's food. Where there's life, you know. Um, and same thing with the whiting. The whiting, uh, whiting, I think, are a lot closer to spawning because some of them that I did could open, the bigger ones, like that had eggs in them, they look like our walleyes do typically in, in March, you know. Big old, big, big old chunkers. Big old bellies, and the eggs are starting to get there. So... I would imagine that those those fish probably spawn mm, April April into May is my guess, and the pompano come go in June July, August maybe, depending. Hmm. Almost like a bluegill, like we get bluegills, they have such a spread out spawn. 
I don't, I don't yeah, think there's any real hard, fast rule. It's, it's within a couple months, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's like two or three months of spawning. I could have swore I saw some spawning still into July. It's very possible if you had, if the weather was right for it, you know, we got a, we had a cold June and, and July wasn't a banger and they're deep water fish. It's very possible. You know, they'll spawn in 16 feet of water. This is true. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else on your radar coming up for the spring? Um, spring, I don't think so. Uh, turkey hunting, and then come July, we're looking forward to fishing salmon again. That we are. And I've got a work trip planned that might or might not include some sea fishing. Ooh, fancy. Yeah. More to that later. We'll see. TBD. Yeah, to be determined. Nice. Uh-huh. I feel like I've been interviewing you all episode here. How does it feel to be a guest on your own podcast? I don't know, man. <laughs> You're asking an awful lot of questions. <laughs> what are you trying to hide? All right. Now now, now the finger's going to be pointed at you. What are your plans for this spring? Um, Muskie. I see that you uh, you got some toys there. You looks like you've been kinking up some wire. Uh, I haven't been. Oh, but my wallet was kinked a little bit to buy this. I see. Yep, I haven't dabbled in the musky lure production side of anything. Um, it's just another hobby I don't have time for. <laughs> well, if you need to borrow a wire bender, I have one from my years of tinkering. Yeah, one day I will, but not today. <laughs> <laughs> no, I plan on uh, opening weekend. I'll be in the southern zone, probably out all weekend fishing. Okay. Um, place unknown. It'll probably change up until that Friday before, and then it might even change Saturday morning. What you all depends on conditions and that. You don't want to go chase pocket bass on Rock Lake again? <laughs> hey, that was fun. We did catch like 80 fish on the boat. And, but, and a man. And a man <laughs> in the, below the belt region. Yeah. <laughs> it was the thigh, guys. It's Relax. Th- it's okay. Uh, everything will be fine. Don't it's panic. It's fine. <laughs> Don't panic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, besides turkey hunting, we're just, uh, I'm sitting here jonesing for muskie. Yeah, and I'm I'm excited to actually put that kayak out on the lake and find some panfish maybe in April. If it's, if it's going to be warm, go out there and see if I can find some crappies on beds or something. Just to, yeah. you know, we don't have a lot of them, but couple that are in there are pretty nice sized look coming shallow you might be more in there than you think you don't see them all right yeah we got to get you on some musky waters this year too yeah i need to do that i know a spot or two yeah and i've uh i've got a few lakes that i've chased them on locally here so i mean not a lot of uh success had a follow or two but never Never had hooks in anything. They just come Maybe we hit up it. the Madison chain this year for them. Yeah, if we can figure out what lake to go chase them on in the chain. 
Or all the lakes. Or all the lakes. <laughs> but then I might be tempted to have my panfish gear with. Greg? Mm. Hmm? Yeah, I can't, I can't stop you. Yeah. So. <laughs> you, can catch, you can catch some bait for us. <laughs> I'm just attracting them to the boat, man. <laughs> nope, that's the one thing when I was trying to teach myself to musky fish is I didn't yeah. bring any other rods on the boat because you just got to get through that initial grind. Yep, and... My buddy and I used to do it when we were in high school. Like, should we bring the gear, the the bass gear, the walleye gear? No, don't do it because then we'll then we'll quit musky fishing and then and you know it did force us to muscle through it and grind it out and maybe we didn't make it a full eight hours, but we would be out there five six hours and throwing you know every bait in the box we had, and it was fun. You know, we had our fun. We we had follows. We'd get. One lake we would hit, it was guaranteed we'd get at least four follows. Yep. And the crazy thing is, for us, musky fishermen, that's a good day. You always want one in the net, but it's nice to see them. Yeah, it was exciting just to have them, you know, follow up. Because it would be out of nowhere. We'd just be, you know, two hours since the last follow. All right, I guess I'm going to switch baits. And as soon as he starts to switch baits, buddy's got one following. Oh, look at that. You know, so kind of wake you up a little bit and make you not switch your bait <laughs> right oh do i keep it on and throw it for 300 more casts i don't know <laughs> we're, we're chipping towards that ten thousand, yeah, baby <laughs> we keep going man we're gonna keep going <laughs> yep i did have to turn down an eerie trip this year though yeah you were talking about that and that would have yeah. been really cool yeah it would have been uh Probably you and me, uh-huh. but I have a little ten-day elk trip this fall, and I got to save the old vacation yeah, time. That's that's pretty important. Yeah, we'll have I don't time think to like it. We'll have time to chase walleyes into our sixties, right? Sixties and seventies, and elk. Yeah, trip, you kind of need uh, your 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 youth on your side for an elk trip. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, even with musky fishing, I'll be musky fishing until I'm 59 or 60. And then and you have all shoulders to, replaced. Yep. And then I can just go to, you know, three eighths ounce jigs and go for some walleye. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not bashing the walleye guys. I no. do like walleye fishing too. I got to get you on a really good bluegill bite and then you might, you might get more excited about them too. Just make sure the lake we go on doesn't have muskies, because then I'll want to bring my muskie rod. Fair enough. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Shit, I was half tempted to bring my muskie rod when we were out on Lake Michigan, just in case. Just in case. (laughs) That's a salmon. It looks like a muskie. Well, he's casting anyway. (laughs) But he bit a 12-inch hellhound. (laughs) (laughs) That might have been the king that won the tournament. You never know. Yeah, new tactics. New tactics. That's the tactic. The old hush hush. Yep. <laughs> what about summer plans? Do you have any uh, summer plans? Nothing set in stone. Um, fishing, fishing, and more fishing, and river. Probably fishing. with you. Yeah. Um, I looked at it. Salmonorama is the week that I'm going to be gone to Virginia. Unacceptable. Well, but, but 
opening weekend of Salmonorama is before I leave to go to Virginia. Is it the same day or weekend as Fish Day? I, God, I don't know. I did not look that up. And you know darn well, Salmonorama officials never look at that. No. So it opens the 12th and it goes to the 21st. And if memory serves correct, Fish Day is right around the 20th. It's in there somewhere. In there somewhere. But it was nice because we couldn't legally get off the water until 2.30 because they had the exit to the marina closed. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we had to fish longer, twist our arms. So, it's just a terrible problem. But yep, it seems yeah. to me we ended up boating how many more fish because <laughs> of it? <laughs> well, you know, I had to fish. Yeah, we had to try. Yeah, we ended up kicking two more in, and, you know, those last two were probably some of our bigger fish from, from that day. Yeah, and we wouldn't have, we would have probably been off the water by then. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't for that. Well, we could have got off the water. We would have just sat in the parking lot for two hours. Yeah, flaying fish and looking for something to drink. It is fish day. There is stuff available. Usually there is. Even the Coast Guard was looking to go to fish day when they were done right. boarding our vessel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, I think that's a wrap on this one. Nice little BS session. Nothing too crazy uh, tactics-wise. So I don't believe you got any smarter by listening to this episode. But hopefully you got a laugh or two and just enjoyed the general conversation. Yep. See ya. See ya.